are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit Basketball. What up? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Thursday. June the 25th and the Round Table of Misery, Part 1. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling. For PlayMichigan.com, Pistons fan follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Great customer service, great product. Looking forward to another shipment of Built Bar coming my way very soon. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you get $10 off your first order. Also, getting rid of the inventory, specials abound at BuiltBar.com. Go ahead and check that out. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Pistons podcast. Appreciate you guys. Today we're going to talk about a little bit of an advertisement, basically, for The Athletic. You've heard me talk about it in the past. You've heard James Edwards III on this show Got another story from him that you need to read if you're a Pistons fan on theathletic.com and also another feature put out by another one of the writers on the website that we'll talk about a little bit here without giving up too much of the gist of the subscription-only website. But also, big shout-out to Nolan Bianchi of the Locked on Red Wings podcast and, of course, Matt Derry of the Locked on Lions podcast and also, also Ethan of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast as well. Those guys helped out. And uh, Ethan and Nolan organized a little bit of a powwow for some of the Lockdown Detroit hosts. And we got together and talked about the misery of the Detroit sports scene and had a nice conversation. Earlier this week, Nolan played it on his show in a two-parter these last couple days. And we're going to steal it and play it because I know they're Probably isn't all that much of a crossover audience between the two shows. So if you heard it on his show, then uh, maybe uh, maybe you might want to skip this one, but you downloaded it already if you're listening to me now. So we, we caught you. We tricked you into downloading this one. But, um, yeah, we, we're going to play that in a two-parter over the next couple days. And, uh, yeah, just make it another nice couple of collaborative episodes, and we're looking forward to working with those guys some more in the future as we have some content holes to fill over these next few months. Give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. Another underscore after that, also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Lockdown Pistons dash Matt Shook. Give us a follow also on the new Twitter handle, play underscore Michigan. That's my day job covering sports gambling for Katana Media and particularly playmichigan.com. But as we mentioned, James Edwards III, The Athletic, wrote the Troy Weaver backstory, the best one I've read so far. I don't know that uh, Rod and or Amari have done one yet. I will check on that and we'll pass along the details from that on uh, maybe Friday's show if we come across something. But uh, Jim Beheim quoted in the story from Syracuse where Troy Weaver used to be an assistant and the one who brought in Carmelo Anthony. Also uh, Mike Sumner who coached with Troy Weaver in the AAU scene in Washington, D.C., also some former Syracuse players that turn into coaches at the next level too. So a good read to check out there. Good stuff. Won't blow it all. But I will blow here the nut graph that James wrote that uh, crystallized 
where the Pistons are uh, kind of at a crossroads now. Again, keeping in mind the backstory that Weaver recruited Anthony. I just thought this, this sentence kind of capsulized really well where we're at with the Pistons. James writes, the Pistons are in a critical stage, beginning a rebuild with young prospects who appear to be better served as role players. This team needs its Carmelo Anthony, but it also needs an identity and roster capable of sustained success, end quote. Uh, completely agree with that. They need their star, but it also needs an identity and roster capable of sustained success. So what do you do with this draft? What do you do with this offseason, right? Do you swing and miss hoping that you get that Carmelo Anthony? Or do you think more about the second part of that sentence, the identity and the roster capable of sustained success? Or is it there a guy out there who fulfills both of those needs? I don't see it, and uh, maybe that's the choice, right? Maybe it comes down to LaMelo or Anthony Edwards or maybe rolling the dice on a James Wiseman or bringing in a guy who fulfills that identity and a roster down the road that is capable of sustained success. So really interesting offseason, as we know. And related to that is uh, an article from The Athletic as well that came out on Wednesday from Sam Vecini, his prospect rankings, which is something we talk about a lot, certainly in Major League Baseball and to a lesser extent in the NHL. But uh, basketball, it's kind of the same way, but we know that it's not necessarily prospects, quote-unquote, it's more of young crop of players. And Sam Vecini used the rookie contract guys on each of the NBA rosters, including the stash guys, including guys uh, that are second-round picks, and uh, kind of ranked all the teams in that regard. Pistons, right now, and I think fairly, are number 23 in Sam Vecini's rookie contract rankings. Uh, it's That's not great, right? Luke Kennard, he also went ahead and ranked the – the one through the one through whatever how many there are in each franchise, just like Baseball America would for uh, all the MLB teams. For the Pistons, he ranked them number one: Luke Kennard, number two: Sekou Dumbuya, number three: Svi Mikhailuk, number four: Bruce Brown. Um, and obviously, after that, it falls off a cliff. Uh, considering that Christian Wood is a free agent and not part of the Pistons organization right now, uh, just kind of to go back on that that top four. Uh, if you are if you're a Seku believer, maybe there's a world where you believe that his youth and the fact that you have him locked up for another few years puts him ahead of Luke Kennard. You can't to me. I'm not going to quibble with it either way. So Kennard Seku, that's your one two, regardless of how you look at those two. Uh, he, Sam Vecini had Sfi Luke ranked number three and Bruce Brown number four. I'd like to think that those guys are basically in a virtual tie for third place. Uh, similar type of valued players, obviously Svi, more of a shooter. Obviously Bruce Brown, more of a defensive stalwart who's got a little bit of an all-around offensive game that needs to be developed in all uh, ways going forward. But uh, there's potential for both of those guys as they kind of build on their strengths and fill in on their weaknesses. Obviously, as you look, take a look at the list and you can quibble with the rankings if you want, 5 through 9, but it basically falls off a huge cliff. He's got Thon Maker at number 5. Keeping in mind the Pistons still have his restricted rights this uh, offseason. And again, we're talking about we're splitting hairs between all these guys because it's it's not much of a value for any of them. Number six, Jordan Bone. Number seven, Kyrie Thomas. Number eight, Lewis King. And number nine, Davidas Servitas over there in Europe as well. So not a great spot to be at, right, for Troy Weaver to come as the new general manager. To be one of the five to seven worst teams in the league, 
and to also be number 23 in prospect rankings is not great. So it's not good. That's uh, And you know that, but that's what we're dealing with here in Pistons Nation. But up next, we're going to collaborate and commiserate in the roundtable of misery. Matt Derry of Locked on Lions, Nolan and Ethan of Locked on Red Wings joining us. That's coming up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But hey, got to tell you guys all about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever, the coconut ones, the pineapple lemon. I just love it. There's good flavors. There's creative flavors. There's different flavors, and they're all good. They are tasty. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, all sorts of amazing flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Best part, well, second best part, they are healthy. The Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain the weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Get yourself to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com and also take advantage of the new closeout savings that they have at BuiltBar.com. Got to also tell you guys about Blinkist. I love Blinkist. It's gotten me through the pandemic Looking forward to getting out on the other side with you guys. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. I like Blinkist because they've got all sorts of different kinds of books. The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. It's the ultimate guide to being efficient, to being a better you. Also, the Tiger Woods book by Jeff Benedict. A great quick little read. They're called little blinks. You can get through them. You can read them. You can listen to them. It's the best way to be efficient and to get yourself to being a better you. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T.com slash NBA. Yes, sir! Uh, I am your host, Detroit Sports Editor Nolan Bianchi, here today and always alongside longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Ethan, welcome back. Thanks, man. Smooth as ever. Thank you. What an intro. Uh, before we get to our episode <laughs> featuring a charming group of individuals here to take part in a Detroit sports round table of misery, uh, just have to remind you guys that this Friday, June 26th, the two of us will be hosting an NHL draft lottery live stream for the Lockdown Network. Uh, more details to come on that as they get hammered out. We got a conference call shortly after uh, we wrap this thing up to, to kind of figure everything out that's going on. Uh, but for now, let's welcome in our contestants for today's uh, episode of Who Wants to Be a Detroit Sports Fan? Uh, and with that, we turn to Matt Derry of Locked On Lions. The Lions finished 3-12-1 last season and grabbed the third overall selection in the 2020 draft where they took Ohio State cornerback Jeff Okuda. Matt, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Nolan. Ethan, great to see you guys and hear you guys as well and uh, looking forward to the discussion. Hey, the Lions, I guess the show, the show that I host, the, the team closest to a championship. <laughs> that's what they say the team most likely to go from worst to first in the nfl is what i've been hey, reading so that's right that's right <laughs> we also on have the bandwagon now 
<laughs> I, I don't think I can get off. I'm, I got a, like a foot that's caught in the door. It's just yep. dragging me down the road. Uh, <laughs> but we also have Locked On Pistons host Matt Shook. Uh, the Pistons on August 25th will have only the fifth best odds in the draft lottery, uh, making them the most dominant professional team in this city after finishing <laughs> their most recent season with a record of 20, 46, and 1. Fun times here in the Motor City. Uh, welcome aboard, Matt Shook. Yeah, Troy Weaver joining the board as the general manager, leading the way. So coming from Oklahoma City where they had all sorts of success. So get your NBA championship tickets now. (laughs) I couldn't tell you. You know, I I don't often feel that way about the Pistons, but to Matt's point, or uh, to Derry's point, I'm going to start calling you guys by your last name now if I can keep that straight in my head. Uh, The Lions, to me, are always the team who there's that hope that 16 game sample size and I often talk about that week four at home against Kansas City when Justin Coleman peanut punched Sammy Watkins for the second time and I was like these boys are going to the Super Bowl (laughs) you know you know I mean people forget that that game was very winnable it was right there for them and uh look I mean how many times how many games have we said that whether it's you know, going back to my radio days, the four years I've done the podcast were just, you know, it was right there for them and they just couldn't grab it. And you look at the schedule this year, not that I want to ruin, uh, um, you know, uh, your quiet Q&A here, but if, there's a ch- if there is a chance, you know, you look at the schedule, you don't think it's that daunting and the, the talent level got better. But the question, there's so many questions, as you guys know, and I'm, certain, I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, that was... At least, if they could just get one stop on Mahomes, they could have won that game. Fourth and 15, he broke right up the middle, first down. That was one of the most – you know, that to me, it was right there with uh, the Seattle game the year before when uh, Mike – I think his name's Michael Dixon, the Seattle punter, uh, ran the ball out of his own end zone, about to punt the ball back to the Lions with like some, some time on the clock, and uh, there was just nobody getting pressure on the punter, so we just took it and ran it for a first down, and game was over. That was that was one of the most comical things I've seen live. So one of the, one of the many SOL moments, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before we really before That's we really right. get rolling here, uh, let's get into a let's just give a glimpse into the state of each franchise. Now, all of our teams are obviously near the bottom of the league, but in my opinion, all in very different positions. So we'll start with you, Derry. What is the state of the Lions franchise as a whole? What is the roadmap to success, and how close are they to getting there? Uh, that's a good question. I think they are better off than anybody else in, in the market. That is not to say that that is something that they should be uh, planning a parade down Woodward for, but at least now there seems to be some stability. There seems to be some national folks that are hopping, as we talked about, on the bandwagon based on, okay, they made some nice upgrades. I didn't love free agency, but the draft, they did a good job. I mean, they, you know, I had them at an A-. minus. They, they filled some very important needs. They got the best cornerback in the draft. They got maybe the most underrated uh, pass rusher in the draft in, in Oquara. Swift could be a stud. Maybe they, they, they plucked two guards out of the middle of the draft that could start uh, in Jackson and Stenberg. Um, and then you never know on Cephas and, and even Penasini late who could be a D tackle that plays it rotationally. So props to Bob Quinn. Yeah, I said it. Oh, God, <coughs> it was hard to do, but I did it. Uh, <laughs> he, he seemed to have, 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 have selected some guys that, that could be difference makers. With that being said, you know, if Matthew Stafford's not healthy come 2020 and is back out 
uh, on IR or whatever happens, you can forget about it. I know Chase Daniel is, a, is an upgrade, certainly over what they've had in the past. Last year, the Driscoll and Blau experiment on top of many other backup quarterbacks. But I think the Lions are going to be better. I do. I have some optimism. Uh, the defense, still a lot of question marks. Will Patricia stop with this rushing three, dropping eight routine and get more aggressive? And also, will, will certain guys that we've given up on and, and don't believe can play have breakout years when their backs are against the wall? Uh, you know, Taylor Decker's playing for a contract at left tackle. Can he be dominant? Jared Davis playing for a contract at middle linebacker. Can he be average? I mean, there's just so many questions. And then the opposite corner uh, of Okuda, to Okuda with Trufant, can he fill Slade's shoes? I think the safeties are going to be good. But, you know, it's some of the guys they sign, like Jamie Collins and others, have to, have to earn their money. Uh, but I think there's a chance because the rest of the division, to me, other than the Vikings, took a step back this offseason. Now, Shook, the uh, Pistons' current situation kind of reminds me of what the Red Wings went through in 2016, 2017, right around that uh, time when they had to say, okay, you know what, this is simply not working. We, we have no choice but to blow this thing up. Uh, how would you sum up the state of the franchise? Obviously, some big breaking news coming out uh, within the last couple of days with the hiring of the new GM, Troy Weaver. But uh, what's going on in general over in Pistons land? Yeah, well, you mentioned the Red Wings. There's the, the parallel of that particular time to this particular time in terms of uh, unplugging what was what was working. Obviously, the Red Wings had 25 years of, of great success that they were unplugging from at that point. And the Pistons are going through a few, you know, a handful of years of mediocrity after going a little bit more towards the bottom after reaching the heights that they reached now you know, 16 years ago, back in 2004, a little bit different than what Derry was talking about with the Lions in that with the Lions, at least you have the quarterback, right? I mean, not, not that anyone believes that Matthew Stafford is a top three quarterback in the league, but certainly a guy who could probably win you, get you, you know, it's the never ending question in Detroit, but, uh, but maybe there's questions about Bob Quinn and there's questions about Matt Patricia Whereas in Pistons land, I think people feel really good about Troy Weaver right now, bringing him in as the new guy who's proven himself as a number two in one of the league's uh, top organizations. And a coach in Dwayne Casey, who while he hasn't had the, the taking a team as a head coach to the NBA Finals, he has been there as an assistant a couple times, including winning a championship and has had great regular seasons with Toronto and uh, one pretty good season all things considered, with Detroit a couple of years ago. So kind of the inverse where now they need the talent. Now they need that high-end talent and uh, some draft picks in these next couple of years. Uh, if you're a Pistons fan, hopefully you feel like you have a couple of guys that can be part of this going forward, but certainly not guys that are going to be top two or three guys on, on really good teams. So it's the talent acquisition for the next couple of years is going to be the big thing. I think it's interesting because, I, you know, you, when you look at the, the franchises, right, it's kind of this some, same thing that the Lions did a couple of years ago when they brought in Bob Quinn and then they brought in Matt Patricia. It's like the installation of a culture that they can build a, around and kind of assemble their team kind of on the basis of that culture. Yeah, they feel like they have that in place already, the beginnings of it with Dwayne Casey. You know, they've kind of put him and thrust him as the, the face of the organization right now. Blake Griffin, you know, he's got the injuries and who knows what his next couple of years are going to look like. Certainly, you don't expect him to be 
probably at an all-star level, even if things work out at the, at the best way in these next couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, there's a there's big questions there. So certainly a proven head coach that's well-regarded around the league, well-regarded around the fan base, and, uh, and well-regarded uh, really in the entire sport. So that's a good thing to lean on as far as that. But, uh, yeah, they feel good about the culture that Dwayne Casey's bringing in here so far. And uh, now it's just about getting more talent and getting – um, more defense and getting just more bodies in here of guys that can play at a, t- at a high level. Hey, great chat, boys, but I got to interrupt to tell you guys all about rockauto.com. You know the chain stores, they've got different price tiers for the professional mechanics and the do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from the engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also got to tell you guys about Mima Remedies, the CBD company providing full spectrum CBD hemp oil and flour, getting me through all the weeks, all the nights. I used to just stay up and just be kind of stressed out you got the pain, you're getting older. I got just the thing for you. This company is owned by Michigan State alums and Southwest Michigan residents as well. Only two ingredients in these products, USDA certified organic MCT oil derived from coconuts, CO2 extracted full spectrum CBD from hemp organically grown in Oregon, where MEMA founder Brandon Dandler got his start in the industry working with other Michigan State alums. I vouch for this product. I use this product. I have used my hard-earned money to purchase this product, and you can too, because to celebrate Mima's first season growing their own hemp in the great state of Michigan, they are giving Locked On listeners 25% off at MimaRemedies.com. All you got to do is use promo code LOCKEDON at MimaRemedies.com. That's M-I-M-A, Remedies, R-E-M-E-D-I-E-S.com. Full spectrum extract retains the terpenes and flavor of hemp flour. No additives or flavoring involved. All of these products are third-party lab tested, always below 0.3% THC. Find Mima Remedies on Instagram, and that handle is at Mima, M-I-M-A, Remedies, R-E-M-E-D-I-E-S, and also find them on Facebook. Check it out, MimaRemedies.com, M-I-M-A, R-E-M-E-D-I-E-S.com. If you're looking for high-quality CBD products, find a brand that you can trust. Mima is a match made in Michigan. So uh, Ken Holland's final years here as GM was somewhat marred by the way that he was really kind of reluctant to press the reset button. You know, like a ton of contracts that really handcuffed the wings. Abdulkader, you know, Erickson. Came, right. The list is endless. Came off the books this season. Um, but there's still a handful of less than ideal situations that Eisman's going to have to work out. So, uh, like, what are some of the biggest obstacles that, the, that your guys' teams are facing here? And, like, how could that really hinder them from getting out of the hole that they're in? I guess, Jerry, we'll start with you. You know, it's funny. I mean, 
I think the Lions are actually, and, and Matt talked about the Pistons too, I think the Lions are actually in decent shape when it comes to holes. You know, you're not looking, other than Trey Flowers maybe not being a guy that was spectacular last year, making 18 large a year. But you're not looking at it going, oh, man, they're only $7 million over the cap, or they're even under the cap. The Lions have a lot of money to spend. And the, the money, let's say they, I think the Lions are at about $28.6 million right now under the cap. Well, you know, if they wanted to trade for Jamal Adams and then sign him, they could do it. They won't because it's the Lions. And I think they're afraid to go after anybody like that. Uh, you know, Adams is you know, on Twitter, and he's saying goodbye to the Jets. He, yeah. the Jets he's still property of the Jets for two more years. <laughs> but they're okay money-wise. And it's, it, they're, just, it, they're in such a weird boat because the fan base, the angry part of the fan base is going, wait a minute. We've had four years of Quinn and two years of Patricia, and we've taken a step back. But yet ownership invites the beat writers into the room in Rodwood's office out of nowhere to say, let's sit down and talk, which they never do to give this team, uh, this, this group, uh, Quintricia, and I hate that term, but to give them a vote of confidence. Ew. So it's a weird spot because the national people will say, well, big year for the Lions. You know, heads are going to roll. Heads never roll. In Pontiac, Allen Park doesn't matter. They could go 5-11 and 11 this year, but if Martha thinks she saw improvement and they could say to her, well, we didn't have OTAs because of COVID. We didn't have offseason training because of COVID. They could buy another year. These guys are under contract for a few more years. So it's a lot of money to be, you know, handing people for not working. So they're in a, in a, in a weird spot. You know, Matt Shook will talk about the Pistons in a second, finally clearing some money away. But the Lions just haven't had to do that. The, the issue's just been they haven't had enough talent and they haven't had the right people in place leadership-wise. So now we're going to find out. Some of these scouts that have been around, some of the new people that Bob Quinn has brought in, did they find some some guys over the last two drafts that can make 2020 a viable season? Yeah, well, interesting because it. some of the some of the fan base things with the, the Pistons and the Lions are a little bit different because like Matt, like Derry was saying, the the negative portion of the fan base that you have with the Lions, and, and justifiably so, the Pistons, it's more of an apathy, right? You got to get the fans back to being engaged because they kind of disappear from this team because it is a a busy sports town and the NBA is not really on the tip of everyone's tongue uh, here in Detroit. And I know the Red Wings are probably feeling that too. Whereas, you know, Ford Field's going to be full and everyone's going to be listening yeah. to Locked On Lions no matter what, 365 days a year. But team-wise, uh, it's tough with the Pistons because you got to find that dynamic offensive player. you got someone who can play make, someone who can, can fill it up. But you also got to maintain that Detroit Pistons core of defense that the fan base wants. So it's a little bit of a tough challenge. And then just logistically with the – the salary cap coming, uh, you know, they got some cap room this year finally to work with, assuming that everything stays uh, as it would be with the finances. You got Andre Drummond traded at the trade deadline. You know, Blake Griffin's got a big contract for, for two more years, but um, you can kind of work around one big contract in the NBA as opposed to, to two or three. And what's interesting is you know, Diesel was talking about the Lions ownership talking for once or even talking to the beat writers Tom Gora's, um, he talks a lot. And he actually, and, and <laughs> he was today, rolling today. He was yeah, rolling today, today during the press conference, I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe a little less Tom Gora's would be okay. You know, it's that uh, I think fans really wanted to see Troy Weaver talk. And if Dwayne Casey kind of wanted to be the wingman and, and maybe throw Arn or, or Ed in there. But uh, I think that, you know, unfortunately, 
there's just a, some some strange things that Tom always says. He's an eccentric guy, a different dude, uh, likable in a lot in a lot of ways as well. But uh, it just you know maybe maybe there's just some stark differences in in the situations, even though uh, the reality and the standings are are kind of similar across the board. Thanks again to Nolan and Ethan and Matt for coming on and joining us. We really appreciate it. Had a lot of fun doing that. And we got part two coming tomorrow. But that wraps up this edition of Locked on Pistons. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Rejecting the Screen. It's a good show. You really should check it out. This is your host, Matt Shook, saying have a great day. And we'll talk to you guys with part two tomorrow. <laughs>